Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh wow. Um, that's my scary laugh. It is November 1st, the day after Halloween. Uh, starting into the holidays. I hope you all had a safe Halloween and did not catch COVID and practiced social distancing so we can have Halloween next year. Personally, I didn't do shit. I didn't even go outside to look at the full moon because I am pathetic. Um, actually, I've been doing deliveries all weekend, hustling my rear end off. And lately, I've been very cringe, hence the weird vampire laugh. Um, I've been making a lot of TikToks, and I've just been pushing them out. And when I get an idea, I realized I can't be like, oh, I'll do that later. So I've just been getting up, no matter how I look, and just doing these things that come to my brain. And... Therefore, I have been a little cringy lately, so you're going to have to deal with it. Um, you are listening to the Base Box Podcast, brought to you by Cyber Groove. You can follow us on our socials, CG Agency on Facebook, Instagram, we are Cyber Groove AM. Twitter, we are CG Agency. If you like what you hear, click that like and subscribe button to our podcast and leave comments, participate, feedback, talk shit to me, ask me how my dogs are. I don't care. Um, so, some news. Snooze. Uh... <laughs> I saw this link the other day and it said San Holo pays tribute to 10th anniversary of I Can't Stop with acoustic conversion. Uh, so that makes me feel fucking old. And I haven't listened to it yet, but I bet it's good. I saw San Holo at McDowell Mountain Music Festival last year, like right before COVID, or the last year, this year, this more recent year. And my buddy actually does their production and it was really good. Um, so I don't have any doubts about that. Also, Mr. R.L. Grime just released his ninth Halloween mix. I listened to it twice today while I was doing my deliveries and it does not disappoint. Um, I think that's probably the highlight of my Halloween. Uh, when I was doing deliveries this afternoon, I had my windows down, my sunroof open, and I was like flailing my arms for the whole hour. So I would definitely recommend that. Um, Major Lazer just came out with a new album, I believe. Um, and then they're on tour right now doing drive-in shows. Um, the Major Lazer album. Oh, I remembered what it was, but I can't think of it right now. 
I don't know, just search Major Laser. I'll find it. Let's see. Whatever. I'll come back to that. Now I just lost my place. Cut this out, Chelsea. Actually, just cut this whole thing out. Let me find the Major Laser freaking album. Uh, ah! I found it. Okay. It was released on. Okay. Here we go. We're starting over again. Start the cut. Stop the cut right now. So their new album is called Music is the Weapon. Um, I do actually need to listen to this as well. So maybe I'll, I don't know, may, listening to music while I was doing uh, Uber Eats was just like making the time go by really quickly. I wasn't like thinking about the last delivery or whatever. So I'll listen to that before next time or something. Uh, also, Cyber Groove is always pushing out some shiz. Uh, we had on October 16th, Ghost put out a, a CG Radio Sessions mix. And then Miss Isis on the 23rd and then Usab flow Usab flow I'm pretty good at pronouncing things so my apologies Usabi flow all right now that it so it's like I found it where it says um little little you capital little does that is that how you say that little you no I don't care Little U, capital S, capital A, capital Y, little B, capital F, capital L, capital O, capital W. <clears throat> so I figured out how to say it. Um, we started up Tuesday, Tuesday again. So uh, yeah, we just brought on some new peeps onto the team. And it's really helpful that we can all divide up the roster and find all the new mixes and all the new tracks for y'all. And that's uh, on a weekly basis. We do have Cyber Groove's very own S. Doobie that just put his uh, CG radio sessions mix out on October 30th so that's dope uh, <laughs> I wrote this down um, so disgrace <laughs> hot take no not hot take disgrace to dubstep shit I shouldn't even be saying this publicly but we're all thinking it so whatever Mike Tyson put out <laughs> that track that track I'm Mike Tyson, I believe, is what it what the lyrics are. Uh, so that's pretty funny. It's cool that he's like recognizing dubstep and trying to add to uh, the culture. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's a good way to put it. 
So I just found out if I go into Facebook, which this does this on when I'm playing music too, it stops my music and it stops recording. So that's whack. And I'm pretty sure it hasn't done that before. Anyway, I found this thread on Facebook the other day, which I had to go down and copy and all blah, blah, screenshot and copy and send myself all of the responses because I can't record while I'm in Facebook. So the uh, thread was about, why can't I speak? I know why I can't. <laughs> I know why I can't speak. Um, describe your day using only D&B track titles. Did I say that already? What's wrong with me? I need to get it together. Anyway, um, I wanted to share some with you because they were pretty funny. Share some if you can think of some too. Uh, this is on the Drum and Bass Bible Facebook page, but I'd rather you comment on mine. Haha. <laughs> So I get some clout. Uh, anyway, so some clever people here. One of them said, badass day, had a great time, stayed up all night and felt pretty grimy, but still alive and tomorrow's another day. Overall, I'd score it the nine out of 10. <laughs> funny, funny. Um, save me from myself, pull me under. Some of these are really dark. Another one. I need your loving. Uh, 31 seconds. Badass. Bum troubler. Fire. By the power of raw. Afterglow. Time trippin'. This one was really wholesome and made me smile. Ray of sun. And then there was another one that uh, was witty and included a couple. So it says, the beginning was great. Starts off with the usual ghetto sounds on a Friday. Thought I'd have a day off from all the rain, but no go. Ended up looking like a complete wanker because I found out the hard way that bricks don't roll. Round here. We stop for a break, bang on the nine, but I warn ya. If you don't go back on time, you'll set it off. And that isn't good enough, mate. We'll have to get somebody else. So anyways, I thought those were kind of funny. I literally just by habit opened Facebook and stopped recording again. And then I just closed out of it really quickly and it had stopped recording. Anyway, let's get on with it. Uh, this week's guest is Emily. She brought me into Cybergroove. We've known each other for about 15 years or so. Um, they posted a listing uh, looking for a social media person um, to help out. And I had a friend already that was involved as well, Brandy. Um, and I met Chelsea, and you guys heard from her a couple of podcasts ago. Uh, and I've always wanted to be on the agency side of things um, because I'm more of a networker, and um, I have met a lot of people throughout the past 15 years, and I'm more of a business-type 
person. Like, I tried the DJ thing, but I'm just not as passionate about it as other people. It's not something that comes um, to me naturally, and I am lazy and give up a lot on a lot of things. <laughs> so um, I'm appreciative that she was able to bring me into the realm and uh, I was doing Tuesday Tuesday the whole roster for the last year on and off and now I am hosting a podcast so that's dope um, we I am just I'm getting so much better every podcast uh, we're doing a segment which was really fun I just really had a good time talking to her and we don't chat on the reg uh, we chat here and there but we uh, had a a zoom and we did the video chat um, I just thought it would be more personal personable and we would have a better flow and vibe um, so it was really nice sitting down and chatting with her and laughing and talking about old memories and um, what she's doing for cyber groove and her other side projects so I hope you guys enjoy and welcome this month's guest. I will see you guys in a month. Love ya. Bye. Um, so I also need to add that while listening to <laughs> my playback, I realized that it's called lowercase u, uppercase u, anyway. Also, I wanted to mention that I will be dropping the Facebook uh fan page with this podcast so I would um, appreciate when I invite you that you <laughs> accept my invitation um, that way it's probably easier to uh, talk to me and send me things um, because this is mainly just posted on SoundCloud and yeah, I would love to interact with you guys a little bit more. So, thank you. Um, hi, Emily. What it, the, this is one of our main top 100 agents. Um, actually, tell us what you do for Cyber Groove. Uh, well, I started off doing all of the marketing and social media for, I don't know, like two and a half years. And then now I'm one of the drum and bass agents so it's me and stuberto awesome mm -hmm. um and i've seen over the last year or so that you have also been getting your hands into some other stuff tell us about that yeah so i most recently um became the marketing director for boom slang records which is a u.s drum and bass label uh, they have releases from like, NC-17, Saxon, Jinx, um, Heist. Uh, so there's a bunch of really good artists on there that have been releasing. And then also I've been doing, picking up more um, writing gigs. So writing for bestdrumandbass.com, unitedbybass.com. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, just picking up, you know, like slowly but surely building my drum and bass empire. <laughs> Cool. Well, that's awesome since everything that's going on, you're picking up some extra things to do. Yep. Um, you do this as your full-time job, right? 
Yeah, uh, normally I do. Um, I do uh, like have other like little side hustles that I pick up here and there, uh, especially this year. But um, yeah, for the most part, it's my it's my main gig. It's my main bay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so let's take it back about fifteen years. Okay. <laughs> so um, we met at Essential Wednesdays, perhaps mm-hmm. yep. at the Sky Lounge in downtown yep. Phoenix. I don't remember a lot of that time because I've lost so many brain cells since then. Yeah. Um, but I know that's where we met and that's where you met your husband. So mm-hmm. that's, that was definitely, I met what Randy there and I'm sure I met Jen there. Yeah. We were just talking about deactivate. Also, I saw somebody oh post. <laughs> and me and Ani tried, had it for a little bit after Jake and Randy, like we tried really yeah. hard and then, and then like, I think Mardi Gras shut down. I don't know. It was a weird. It was a weird spot to have drum and bass on a Friday night, but we tried to make it work. It was a lot of fun though, like hanging out with um, like uh, Evan and Sean and all the guys. Yeah, Jen Disney own Jen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then I was just thinking about the craze show that me, you, and Jen have a picture from. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking about all these times that I had with you when you lived here. I'm like, what are things that I can mention to Emily that are going to, like, bring back nostalgia for her? Oh, my gosh. Hanging out with, um, what was it, like, Jekyll and Hyde at Oh Next yeah. Door? What was that place called? Next Door? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a gay bar called Bliss Rebar now. It's like oh, a brunch gosh. spot. It's really cool. I go there all the time, actually. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's close to your house, so that makes sense. I'd love to go next time I come and visit, if I'm ever allowed to come and visit again. (laughs) Right. Um, So a little bit about you. How did you get into the music scene um, slash drum bass scene? Um, Well, I started going to raves. Shoot. I think it was, like, in 1997. And um, there wasn't, you know, like drum and bass has been around Phoenix for a long time, but it wasn't like the main thing. Um, so I started off like really heavy into breakbeats and house music. And then I went to a New Year's Eve party called Orgasmic Bliss. <laughs> and who um, was playing? Deacon was playing and uh, Marvelous Kane and MC5 Alive. And I was just like wandering around looking for a friend of mine and I wandered into the drum and bass room and that bass hit my chest and like my whole soul blew apart. Um, And I've been hanging around ever since then. That's my babe. I love drum and bass. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I remember that moment for me. It was at Planet of the Drums at Mist. (laughs) <laughs> in Scottsdale yep <laughs> so and then um what was your first show the first show I ever went to Jesus yeah. um it was probably probably Aphrodite at Freedom okay when when Freedom was still around I mean like the like this oh gosh like the Moonshine Over America tour had some you know drum and bass on it but um but yeah, like Freedom was probably where I went, like for my first like dedicated drum and bass show. Right I'm on. pretty sure it was Aphrodite. It was either Aphrodite or Dara because they both of them played there a lot. So yeah, it was a good good spot. We had <laughs> if it was Dara, which one of your first times was Dara, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like we probably had a very similar experience. <laughs> yeah, 
Yep, yep. Um, I mean, you know, Phoenix, you know, Phoenix again was not like it's never been like super big on drum and bass, but the scene there is super. Everyone's really dedicated to it. So if you're into drum and bass, you know, in, in Phoenix, it's you know where to go to find it. But you know, it was real hit or miss for a while there. I feel like it's getting a lot better though. Yeah, I think it's funny that there's like an underground drum and bass scene with like all the old heads, and then there's mm -hmm. like more commercialized drum and bass scene, yeah, yep, which yep. all the all the old heads go to the commercialized ones because they just love drum and bass for what it right. is, and like right. they still want to see like you know Camel and Crooked and Delta Heavy, like so yeah. we don't give a fuck. We're like we'll go party with a bunch of kids that you know right. want to <laughs> just come to Shady Park and party. Yep, yep. Um, have no idea what they're doing there, but like hopefully so it converts somebody. I mean, I didn't know yeah. what the hell drum and bass was at one point, so yeah, just take that right that right moment. <laughs> so my first show was in two thousand five. So you've been doing this a lot longer than me. Did you go to Menage a Trois? It was at the Ice House. Oh God, um, probably. I basically was at the Ice House. It was either the Ice House or the Nile. <laughs> That was like your second home, right? Yep, exactly. Like all, I have such a fun memory of the Ice House. My friend Justin and I, um, like we helped set up the speakers the night before, okay, the night before a party. And um, like, and then we got asked to stay overnight at the Ice House to like make sure like the homeless people didn't break in and steal all the expensive equipment. And we just got like super faded and like ran around all the parts of the ice house you are not supposed to go in when you're at a rave and there's some weird shit there. It was really a lot of fun. It's like this hatch that you open that has, like you open this hatch into the attic and there's like all this grass just growing on the ground, like in the attic though. And there's a room that had like a chair with straps, but it was all like burnt out and stuff. It was really weird. And I think that was part of like the art installation that was going on there at the time, but you know, in the middle of the night when you're, you know, half in the bag, it was a little bit of a trip. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that's funny. I just, <clears throat> have you been to Monarch since they've been sh throwing shows there, right? Yeah. I just saw uh, on my status, I said, I had no idea that Monarch had an upstairs. Um, <laughs> and then I found out it has a downstairs too. So like, it's funny you party at these places and then you find out like, oh, there's, like, more dimensions to this building. It's right, insane, just... and they're all, like, old buildings and, like, creepy as fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what was your... What, gosh, you've been to so much shit. Um, what, has <laughs> yeah. been, what has been one of your favorite shows? And I, I think I know the answer, but tell us um, about your most favorite show and why. Oh, geez. Um, you know... <laughs> Not, I mean, I, like, there's, like, the cliche answers I could obviously get. Like, everyone knows I have, like, a massive boner for hospitality on the beach. That, I mean, obviously, that's my most fun five days of drum and bass on a beach. But probably my favorite show, gosh. I don't know. I mean, like, probably right now I would say the last SD Union that we had just because, A, it went, like, super off. And B, now just for like the nostalgia purposes, because, you know, it's been like seven months I've been to a show now. But I don't know. I've been to a lot of shows. Uh, I, I saw Halogenics and Randall and uh, Bailey at like a like an old brewery in London. That was a lot of fun. And it was like, you know, Sunday, fun day at like, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. It was, it's just nuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, probably that last show that we had. 
was a really good one. It was uh, Scientific and TC and Dave Owen. It was really good. I love Dave Owen so much. So anytime I get a chance to see Dave Owen, I'm super excited about it. I'm a pretty big fan girl. <laughs> um, what's cool about those little shows, which I've never been overseas, but they're all like really intimate. Like when I went to Miami for mm -hmm. Ultra or Winter Music Conference is what it used to be called. Um, right. <laughs> they're all very intimate, like club settings. So you can actually like talk to the DJs. And mm -hmm. so that's, I like that about yeah that aspect and then um that's dope that your last show went off like kind of unexpected not yeah. knowing that covid was gonna hit but yeah. it popped off anyway yeah that was a, it was fun and then like like two days or no the next day i got up and i flew up to seattle to go see my best friends who all live up there and um went and saw scientific again at dmb tuesdays and that was a blast because you know obviously Stu was there and it was his birthday and we went and had like probably the best tacos I've ever had which being from Arizona and now living in San Diego is a lofty lofty statement but uh these tacos that we had for Stu's birthday like I won't shut the hell up about them like I'm still talking <laughs> about them every time obviously. we talk <laughs> yeah and you do talk about tacos very frequently on your Facebook yes that's my favorite yes. <laughs> I'm based in tacos like literally I only need like two other things in life, like period. Drum and bass and tacos. Drum and bass and tacos, yeah. Drum and bass and tacos. A little bit of weed. And my do a, a drum and bass night at a taco restaurant. Bro. Bro. <laughs> Just blew my mind. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us how you got started working in, in the music scene. So I ever pretty much ever since I started going to shows, I've been kind of in the background, you know, I would like hand out flyers at Zia and, you know, Ani and I tried to keep deactivate going um, after Jake and Randy. Um, I think Jake moved up to Seattle, moved to somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, I think is what happened. And so we try to do that. And then I just did the corporate thing for a while, you know, I just went to shows supported, would help sell tickets and stuff like that. And then I went up to Seattle and um, again with DJ Dara, uh, there was a Dara show at the Monkey Loft and Stu and I met up and we did some dabs in a school bus that had been turned into like a rolling dab station. <laughs> <laughs> did some dabs and at the time I was working for a company that that did social media so I was like yeah you know like if you ever need any help let me know blah 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 I never really thought it would go anywhere and then a couple weeks later I was on a call with Stu and Scott and I started they offered me the position to do all their social media stuff and so I mean I had done social media but I had to like learn how to build you know website like posts and I had to learn MailChimp and all this stuff so everything is um, everything I've done so far has been self-taught, but doing dab I never thought I'd get a job doing dabs on a school bus. <laughs> <laughs> Getting paid to do that. Best interview bus. ever, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. What is your favorite aspect about the scene, mu the music, the festivals? I guess maybe more so like the not necessarily because we are here for the music obviously but um there's obviously a lacking of you know getting together and things of that nature what is your favorite aspect i guess of festivals i'm going to festivals i mean so we went like edc last year was it was my first time going and we obviously because we booked half the base pod <laughs> um 
you know, we got to go back and it was really just networking with the artists. Um, you know, after you've been listening to, sorry, my dog is making so much noise. My um, dog is too. So I just threw him outside <laughs> and I live in an apartment. So he's yep. just waiting out there by himself. Yeah, you, you can do it, buddy. Um, so I went, um, it's, it, you know, because after you've been listening to drum and bass, you know, for 20 years, you know, you kind of start to idolize these guys. And it was my favorite part is getting to know um, the artists, not as, you know, like, oh, it's this person, what? you know, fangirling out. Like, it's nice to get to know these people on like a more personal level. Um, and I've had some really cool conversations about like, you know, how they, you know, go into the studio, what kind of mindset, you know, I went through the interviews that I've done with various artists. It's just really interesting to kind of get to know the back end of things and how the industry works and how the people work and how the process of, you know, writing a track goes. It's just, just it's really nice to kind of um, humanize these people because, you know, being not in the UK, like, you know, Andy C or Spy or somebody comes through and you lose your fucking mind. You know, but they're just normal people, too, which I think is lovely to see them, yeah. just, you know, be normal humans. <laughs> well, that will help you out in our segment that I have after my questions. Okay. It's a new segment. Oh, God. Um, and no I pressure. won't tell you about it until we get to it. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really fun. I was cracking up while I was making it. So okay. um, I was like, <laughs> I need to add some fun to this po podcast. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> what can we expect forthcoming from, I guess, you from Cybergroove? Yeah, um, God, I mean, really until we can start throwing shows again, I guess the only thing I can really plug is our Cybergroove radio sessions, which have been a lot of fun to work on. Um, you know, we're focusing primarily on North American artists, um, especially because, uh, you know, no one's coming over here anytime soon, it doesn't seem like. So, you know, it's good to kind of plug our domestic artists. And, um, you know, like, I don't know who plays in Alabama or, you know, Missouri or, you know, this place or that place. I, I, there's a lot of cities I haven't drum and based in yet. So it's nice to kind of like reach out to that community and get to know their, their local scene and, you know, really promote, um, you know, North American drum and bass. Um, you know, we said at the beginning of the year that this was going to be our, our year to shine. And I don't think that this is quite what we all <laughs> had in mind, but you know, it's, it's fun to kind of put something together that really showcases how talented our artists are here in the U S. Um, and then our fearless leader, Scott recently got, he recently wrote a book on how to survive in the music industry. And so soon we're going to start, kind of plug in that. Um, that'll be kind of exciting and something new that we've done. Um, yeah. And then it's just going to be a matter of things opening back up. And once the floodgates are open, you know, we have all these new artists that we've been bringing in since the pandemic hit. So it'll be a fresh new crop of artists that we can bring out to everybody. Yeah. I was checking out the roster earlier and I was like, who are all these people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Sue and I have been uh, very, very busy adding. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think um, hopefully I mean, hopefully production will go up during mm -hmm. this time because everyone's at home. So I hopefully, so. yeah, hopefully maybe some of our artists are banging out tracks or 
albums that we just EPs that we just don't know about. We don't or, know about yet. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of a weird time to like. I mean, it would be a great time to be producing music, but not so much releasing it because you know who the hell are you going to play it for right now? Right. Your live stream, like. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, what advice would you give to a new artist that is looking for an agent? Oh gosh. First of all, please do not pay for follows and likes on your social media. We can always tell <laughs> when that's happening. <laughs> um, you know, be really super diligent about maintaining your social media, your reach, you know, engage with people because the more you engage with people, you know, the faster you're going to get your name out there. Um, and the more people who know you, the more people are going to book you. Um, so yeah, I would say probably the, the most important thing, obviously, other than, you know, just being really good at your craft is, um, is, you know, really focus on your social media and, uh, and growing your reach and, and your following organically. Again, please do not pay for it because it's very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's something Chelsea mentioned when I did her interview. She was like, you need to put in some work yourself mm -hmm. to promote yourself because you're, a lot of people just don't get lucky. They have to work hard in order for their shit to blow up. So, yep, definitely. Um, what other hobbies do you have other than music? Um, uh, traveling is my favorite thing to do. Um, I like to go hiking. Obviously, I live in San Diego, so I go to the beach a lot. Um, I don't know all the stuff that I'm not allowed to do right now, <laughs> pretty much. Um, eat tacos. <laughs> eat tacos. I do a lot of eating tacos. I've definitely gained the quarantine 15,000. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but yeah, just, you know, hanging out, you know, I like smoking pot. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> Word. You know? Um, what is a dream fest that you would want to go to if you just had unlimited money? Oh, God. Uh, definitely, definitely. Do what? Or even just a place that potentially could have a festival, but it sounds like you got one. Oh, yeah. I really, <laughs> I was, um, so this year was supposed to be maybe our last time going to hospitality for a while. I really, really, really want to go to Sun and Base. Mm -hmm. Um, you know. 10 days of drum and bass sounds better than five. And I love Italy. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I don't know. I really, 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 really want to try going uh, to drum and bass shows in Australia, New Zealand, because that those two places are like super popping off right now. And with everything that's happening with the scene in the UK, I have talked to quite a few artists that are considering moving down there. So I feel like Down Under is going to be the new London. <laughs> My, I have a buddy actually in Australia and he's a big drum and bass head and he always sends me Snapchats of shows or he used to. Um, oh, I was like, no, so, yeah. me? <laughs> well, actually, I don't remember what he said, but he did say that like, because every country has different quarantine rules and shit. Yep. Something's, I don't know. I can't talk on it because I don't know what I'm talking about, but it was very <laughs> different, like. Um, I was watching a TikTok the other day and in Canada, um, I guess they just don't let anybody into this one town. And okay. so they can walk around with ma without masks because they have like one case because they're so secluded and making sure that everyone's staying out Wait. of their area. Yeah. Wow. So, that's hardcore. Yeah. Crazy, Put up a right? perimeter. Like, no, you cannot come here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's their own bubble. 
Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're not all drum and bass people. Yeah, yeah, right. Just have bullshit. a little <laughs> village of drum and bassers. Yep. <laughs> you can't sit with us. <laughs> you can't drum and bass with us. <laughs> Love it. It's okay. Um, we're the cool kids, anyways. <laughs> Um, what was what has been your biggest personal success in life? Jeez, I don't know. Probably just making it this far. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, <laughs> being alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty open about the fact that I had some struggles with substance abuse when I was younger, and um, you know, the fact that I made it out of that is probably my biggest accomplishment. You know, not a lot of people make it out of you know, hardcore drugs. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's been 18 years since I've been off of them now. So that's probably my biggest one. And everything else that's come in my life has been, you know, in one way or another, a direct result of that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, good stuff. Uh, what is something you have gained from quarantine other than the quarantine 15? <laughs> I was like, other than weight. <laughs> um, I learned how to garden. I have been growing, I've been growing my own salsa making things. So tomatoes, onions, um, hot peppers. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been tending to my garden. <laughs> nice. I learned how to tie dye, which you might have seen. Yeah, you did some. <laughs> I, you, so, you did some shorts recently that I thought were just badass. Like, I'll I'll, I'll pick up a, a, a tie dye from Samantha. I um I made those because I didn't know how they were going to turn out and they don't fit me very well. So I made them and they're so fucking cool, but I can't wear them because they're like baggy on me. So I'm like, should I just try and sell these on Etsy or some shit? Or mm -hmm. I don't know. I would. You know, yeah. Right. Everyone has to have a side hustle shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm mm -hmm. actually growing my own garden as well. So mine's just, I bought a basil plant where you buy them in the produce section and then mm -hmm. I planted it. And it's mm -hmm. doing well. Awesome. And then I have two tomato plant plants that I grew from seeds. Oh, fun. So, and those are like this big right now. Yay. Yeah. So my I health plants are not happy. No, I mean, it's, well, it's also just getting to be not a billion degrees there. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Usually you grow your stuff in the spring and summer and like here you have to grow it between summer and winter. Like. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's spring it's spring temperatures in phoenix all winter and then it just turns into summer for half the year <laughs> right yeah like last week it was 100 now it's going to be 70 this week should i get my jackets out yet or what i don't know i can't no tell <laughs> um this is your last question before we move on to the segment uh do you have any <laughs> hidden talents do i have any hidden talents or like a party trick? Uh, I can smoke almost anybody under the table. <laughs> that's, my, okay. that's my party trick. I make weed disappear. Ta-da! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it just is this big smoke In a cloud. cloud of smoke literal. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, here is the segment. Okay. Oh my god! You have yourself. You got me fucked up, fam. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. Okay. At first, I was like, I'm gonna pull up some tracks by Cybergroove artists, and then I was like, that's too easy. Okay. So then I pulled up interviews 
And so you're going to have to guess the person that is being interviewed. It's their voice and their accent. Okay. And so you'll, when I play their voice and their accent, you'll, you'll have to guess who, what artist of Cybergroove it is. Okay. I'll do my best. We do a lot of WhatsApp, but I don't chat with them on the phone a lot. (laughs) They're they're easy ones. Okay. They are. Okay. Oh God. (laughs) Okay. Let me turn it up. Okay. Here's the first one. My last one came out in 2006. Mm -hmm. It was called Electro Step. Um, And that was very electro sounding. I was just sort of exploring. That's John B. Yeah. (laughs) That's John B. I I tried not to get like album names, but he said the album name. Did you catch that? He said I'm heavy into electro. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you didn't catch him. Yeah. Because he said like one of his track names or something, but good job. All right. (laughs) Here's the next one. Yeah. Well, I'm there from the beginning, so I'm one of the inventors of, of the music. I'm there right from the start. I, I first made, I made my first tune in 1991, which is like a housey sort of breakbeaty sort of music. So I'm one of the people that were there from the beginning. So no one showed me. It was just like my inspirations were like James Brown and really old funk. So for me, like no one really showed me apart from the old school, really old school funk and, and, and soul music. Uh, those are my inspirations that got me into making breakbeat music. Yeah. Uh, if I didn't mistake, uh, your first EP was uh, collaboration EP. Uh... Can you think of who it is? Since 91. I feel like that's going to be either somebody off 360. Is it? Um, God, I'm like mentally scrolling through the roster in my brain right now. Um, gosh, 91. Who is it? Oh my God, who is it? It's Dylan Jeff. Oh, is it? Oh, shit. Yeah, I've never heard him talk before. But yeah, Dylan Jeff makes it. <laughs> He's not from the Texas, Emily. <laughs> okay. All right, this is going to be an easy one. Okay. I promise. So um, that was just kind of our point with it. We had this, uh, we had this idea that we wanted to push. At, at the same time, you know, musically, we did want to make the statement that you know we're not just pots and pans and you know amens and Reese's and things like that. So um, yeah, I was very happy with uh, the way it was received. People were really into it. Um, it uh, yeah, good stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a clue in there. Oh, fuck. Do it again. <laughs> okay. We'd started working on the record, like, oh. so the whole time, you know, we had this theme about it. We were like, we want to go in and kind of make a, a kind of a political statement about what we felt like was going on in the U.S. at the time, which is kind of funny because when it came out, it was just sort of at the I'll end show you of where the Bush era. So um, that was just kind of our point with it. We had this. Uh, we had this idea that we wanted to push at, at the same time, you know, musically, we did want to make the statement that, you know, we're not just pots and pans and, you know, amens and Reese's and things like that. So, um, yeah, I was very happy with uh, the way it was received. People were really into it. Um, it's Mike. It, uh, yeah. That's Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I was like, I was it's like, either Mike or Jez, but pots and pans. Pots and pans. Pots and pans. Cool. <laughs> All right, we have three more to go. Isn't this oh my fun? God. Oh my God, so much pressure. I feel like if I don't get them right, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I have, no, but I made it hard for you. But you're like, if I played tracks, you would know right away. I would know right away, right? <laughs> I have goosebumps though, because I'm having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking door. Okay, here's the next one. Well, the beginning for me was Acid House, and that was, uh, oh, that's going back now, what, 12 years, something like that. The Acid House thing was taking over London and taking over England, and I, I ran a nightclub called Aphrodite, that's where I got my DJ name from, and um, it was Acid House. And then Bay Beats came in, you and Bay Beats speeded up, and the music kind of speeded up. It was up. Aphrodite, right? And, yeah. uh, <laughs> Like, it sounds like him, but he, like, he's talking about himself in the third person. I got confused for a second. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Because <laughs> I like, I thought of this game like for like at five forty-five, and so I was trying to like go through and listen to snippets where they weren't saying their name or like. Yeah. But whatever, fuck it. Um, <laughs> You're doing it, Bob. Better than I am, apparently. <laughs> it's still fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's the next one. Too much going on here. It was a headache. I was gonna say no to, to this whole thing. I was like, no, nah, I think I can do it. But um, yeah, and no, I sat there. I was like, okay, right. Let's see what's happened over the last twelve months. So yeah, I'm pretty happy. Um, it's a shame that it couldn't go with like a hundred tracks because I think I had a hundred tracks to start with, <laughs> and I had to pick out of them. So yeah, but we got there in the end. I think. Good. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing Casper actually. We could see what. The Chrissy Chris shit's going down. <laughs> Why right, do they all so say just, their um, name? Just premiered your new single. Yeah, sort see. of the biggest audience on the radio. So I thought, chin scratch or who this one is. Single and um, they mean something. So, um, yeah, it's definitely great future. is obviously such a change in my life. So, yeah, I'm going to yeah. create something different. Did you did you hear somebody? Did he say something that? No, okay. No, good. <laughs> it sounds like I, I, I've just talked. To, I have talked to him a couple of times during his um, War on Silence tour. We talked a couple of times. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I think I went to the show here. Yes. I was, was there the too. Nile. Yeah, I was at the Nile in the basement, which was awesome. I mean, yes. it, it was hot as shit, but hot like, as but hot. throwback nostalgia <laughs> purposes, I was stoked as shit to be there. <laughs> yes. I think that's the first time I'd seen you in a while. Yep. True. Yep. 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 All right. Last one. Okay, this one's going to be, this is an easy one. Hopefully, okay. no, I don't, okay. Don't say the name. <laughs> Sometimes, like in Europe, we've been booked for like two hours. Yeah, the first yeah. hour, yeah, it's all right. It's our standard, like, right, this is our plan. And then after that, it's just like, yeah, what can we draw from? Draw on each other, man. I think that's kind of a, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. fun, man. Yeah, like, that is sick. You know, you have to plan that. Like, otherwise, it's uh, it's a mess, bro. Otherwise, I could see it. If we were, if we jump into our first, okay. Huh? Is it the protos? Prototypes? No? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. No, um, one person is interviewing the other person here. Okay. Down or anything like that. Nah, like the platter was like fully metal, and to stop it, two massive magnets came up either side of the platter, and it just like clonked it. Like there wasn't, there wasn't belt driving. Was like, not, not semi-automatic. It's the higher voice. Direct, that is, I have no idea. But then we sold them and I got some new Mark belt drives and I must have been 14 when I got those. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I remember me and Harry, we we had... There's no word they're saying. Is it AMC? (laughs) What did you say? Is it AMC? 
It is. Yeah. Good job, Emily. Good Yay. Job. I really, I was like, just trying to listen to the voice, like tone, because I couldn't understand anything through this, the computer speakers. I'm yeah. like, yes, definitely a British person. <laughs> I think it's funny that they all have different, like, twang. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, you know, like <laughs> Americans, Americans have like, you know, Southern accents and like the Basque accent. New York, Boston, so. yeah. 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 It's cool. regional diction. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's all I have for you. Um, okay. Do you have any questions for me? You know when we can start throwing shows again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to thank you for getting me involved with Cyber Groove. Uh, I'm really excited that I'm not doing Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> Every week, all artists on the roster. Oh my god, all sixty of them! <laughs> so, yeah, we brought in. We had to bring in a small army to take care of that. Yeah, um, I'm glad that I got my foot in the door and did did some heavy lifting there for a while. Absolutely, earned your stripes. Um, now you're the head bitch in charge of dubstep social media. <laughs> Which is appropriate because you guys. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, are you are, I don't know, judgy about dubstep? Not judgy, but. Not you judgy. Guys, Just, you, guys, you know, we're purists. Yeah. <laughs> we're you guys purists. Set dubstep apart from. Drunk. No, you can say we're snobby I, about it. I'm definitely I, snobby about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do too, but I do know a shit ton about dubstep and probably mm -hmm. more about dubstep than I do drum and bass. So it's yep. very appropriate that I'm with Chelsea. Yep. And we're doing our thing now. Um, and hopefully, I think this is my best podcast that I've done. I love the segment, which was really fun. Oh, that's such a, it was great. a lot of fun to do. Do one with yeah, Stu next time, see if he can clock them all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you were a great guest, so thank you so much for everything. It's been a great wild ride with you, and <laughs> we appreciate you. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys, too. Cool. Well, I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast now. Okay.